Dark Entry to Goth Radio is on your radio with uh, Rasputina live uh, from an album called A Radical Recital uh, with Sign of the Zodiac. I figured that would be a good, nice little segue after the amazing uh, talk we had at the very end of One More Saturday Night with Dub Deasy talking about uh, astrology and aliens and conspiracy theories and what have you as he tends to get into. I've been meaning to play that for a while actually as the first track on the show is a nice little segue. And uh, he was uh, just about to head out the door, and I piqued his interest because I was like, "Hey, next week let's let's talk about uh, Lizard Man." And you didn't know what Lizard Man was? No, I mean it. It rings a bell, especially when you said it's a South Carolina original, right? Yeah, yeah, upstate South Carolina, where I'm from. Yeah, uh, I think I, th- I could be wrong about this. Don't quote me on this. I think specifically around the Greenville area, but basically like all of the upstate. Um, I remember seeing this. I remember seeing news p- reports about this when I was a kid mm-hmm. and a teenager. It was like in the 80s and 90s. Um, a guy who, it's exactly what it sounds like, a guy who was like lizard-like. And uh, which now, I didn't even make the connection then, but now I'm thinking lizard people. Right, yeah. yeah I never yeah. even made that connection. But it was like our cryptid. It was our Bigfoot, you know, back then. And a lot of people have sworn they've seen him. And I remember specifically seeing uh, news reports with like drawings, like you know, witness drawings and things like what he looked like, and you know, he's you know, he's exactly what you would picture. So uh, yeah, it was a thing. It was a big thing when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I I remember it now that you're talking about it. It's definitely been some years since I've seen anything in the news media mm-hmm. about a lizard man mm-hmm. sighting. But yeah, and, and I think when I was when I was younger, I would conflate it because I knew of at least one or two people real people who were known in their communities as chicken man. (laughs) 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 And so when I was a kid, I was like, I guess, you know, they got, everybody gets named after an animal at some point. And, uh, and yes, that was, that was what I got. I was just like, to me, it just kind of like, there was like dissonance, I guess, about whether, like who Lizard Man was. I just took it for granted he was real. He was a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, whereas Chicken Man, there was definitely a Chicken Man who used to call in like the Carolina sports talk <laughs> shows. 
because he they <laughs> seem to all know him and and stuff like that you know call it just like we've got some people who call up with their aliases but yeah uh yeah so there is no resolution to the lizard man no story as far as i know i haven't looked into it i think that's a topic of research maybe between now and next week yeah because i've never really researched it so i'd like to know like if it was ever an explanation it just kind of died out people just stopped talking which makes me wonder if like there really was just the one right you know and he just you know went away or died or whatever happened to him yeah yeah we need to unpack it all man i mean we've Mm -hmm. got we've got a lot going on now with these aliens and Mm -hmm. you know some in the alien community say that there is in fact a race of aliens that are lizard people the reptilians yeah yeah. as they say so maybe that was like Mm -hmm. our resident reptilian maybe he was here maybe missed his flight home yeah you know, maybe he was just an ET situation. posted here. Maybe they're like, yeah. all right, you're, he was like in the reptilian military. And they're like, all right, your assignment is going to be to live in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, <laughs> lizard man. <laughs> My heart goes out to you that you got stuck not only on this planet, right. but you're out in TR. Exactly. <laughs> it's in lizard man's No like, offense oh, to anybody from quaint. TR, but... <laughs> That sounds wholesome. There's a bunch Traveler's of nothing out in rest. DR, let me tell you. <laughs> sounds like yeah. sounds like a good time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's out there walking mm-hmm. around and, and you know, I I think, you know, in a place like that, like, you wouldn't even have to really hide. I think if you just got to know your neighbors, because you know people in South Carolina, if they trust you, they trust you. Yeah, yeah. That's all there is to it. It doesn't matter if you're a lizard. If you're <laughs> tr- a trustworthy person, if you're as good as your word, and that's currency here in South Carolina. <laughs> so I mean, I could see a lizard man out there drinking, standing around the keg. I, I want the thing is, you're so spot on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of that. There is a lot of like, like, well, you know, he's all right. You know, when I grew up, we had a lizard man, right, and he was fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> my daddy used to have beer with lizard man all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Like, Lizard Man, we missed you at the ball game last <laughs> night. Where were you? Oh, they had me working third shift. <laughs> What's happening, Liz? <laughs> well, South Carolina, you know, we've got our own. We've got we've we've got cultural representation in all dimensions, on all fronts. I mean, we've got world class barbecue, world class beaches. We've got cryptids. Yeah, we have a little bit of everything. We do have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was wow. that was lovely. Wow. That's hilarious. Um, so not now because I got I got to do a show at some point. Tonight. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, maybe next week. What I would like to ask is something I've actually been meaning to ask you about there for a while. If you know about it, if not, we got a week to kind of do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. Is um, you touched on it a little bit just now, but the uh, the different designations of all the different. Uh, sort of alien species that people claim to have run into mm-hmm. and that the alien sort of world the ufo world has sort of like given them names you know mm-hmm. you've got the you know the grays and all that kind of thing and like those people but like I, you know if you listen to a lot of these late night tv shows i mean uh, radio shows i was talking about earlier they brand or i mean they toss around specific names like the names of the species themselves not just it goes beyond just like the grays it's like they have proper names right there's yeah. there's there's the the nordics yeah. who supposedly resemble Nordic types. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, th- and the list continues to grow mm-hmm. as people like David Grush suggest that these entities could be interdimensional. 
And so now we've got, and what they say is, you know, they, they keep using these couple of interesting terms. They say that there's no prosaic explanation for the craft. And they say that it, you know, something to the effect of it challenges our ontology. And I'm no philosopher, but understand that in the field of philosophy and like cosmology, there is a field called ontology, which is the study of the classification of things, the study of giving names to things. And uh, so I keep hearing from these UIP people that it challenges challenges the uh, cosmology or the ontology. But yeah, maybe we'll just do, I'll go back, do a little bit of research on my end. There's definitely some some new age kind of astrological entities that people in the like new age mm. community in the astro world talk about star seeds and matter of fact i heard a track a fka twigs track we got in the library right now where she was talking about star seeds that traveled through the galactic center to to raise the raise the consciousness of mankind that we are being elevated from the 3D to the 5D. So, yeah, sounds like a good topic for us to unpack. So next week we'll get Marianne Williamson in here. Ooh. We'll talk to her. Yeah. Uh, another one I, I, at some point I want to talk about, too, is the, the idea of, like, uh, there being sort of a... Uh, a um, sort of... What's the word I want to use? A proto-race, I guess. You know, an original race that sort of, like, went to different uh, potential planets that, that could potentially have life and sort of seeded them with their genetics, sort of making all of us, like, cosmological cousins. You know, that concept. Oh, yeah. There's actually an episode of, like, Star Trek The Next Generation about that. Yeah, yeah. There's, well, some somebody came out and said, there's a, there's a couple of people who uh, work for The Hill uh, who have been doing a good, they do a little YouTube series, and uh, they they do a good one, um, but but yeah, there's there's been you know that that sort of speculation too. There's there's speculation that you know these are time travelers that they're us from the future coming back that they were here that they split from the planet. All kinds of stuff going around, and you know, I mean, if, if there's there's another element to that too, which I would say involves fungus and mushrooms, and there's something called the smart ape theory, which is that, might not even have to do with aliens, but at some point that like these higher primates, like chimps and gorillas and stuff like that, started to experiment and eat these psychedelic mushrooms, which accelerated their own cognitive evolution, and then you know, if you follow like traditional evolution evolutionary theory then you can get the humans from that just by virtue of them expanding their consciousness by eating these you know psychedelic foods but like like fungus but you know i I wouldn't be surprised if if fungus has i wouldn't be surprised if somebody came down here and said we're going to set you up listen here humans we're going to set you up with what you need we're going to make some little tweaks to your dna okay and we're going to leave you a couple little goodies for you to get into help you figure some things out on your own. One's going to be called cannabis and the other's going to be called psilocybin. I was just about and to say you psilocybin. Can yeah. Find it in in mushrooms yeah. and uh and and those will be your clues and y'all just do your thing for a little while and we'll come back and check on you and then the next thing they know they're detecting you know 
nuclear explosions on the plant. And they're like, what are these people doing? And then they come back here and hover over our nuke sites and disable the weapons and things like that. But yeah, we should, we should try to endeavor, if nobody else is going to do it, DJD, we should endeavor to give scientific names to all these alien species and then we should publish it somewhere on the internet or wherever. And then everybody's using the WUSC taxonomy for all these new species. <laughs> okay. Project Alien Name, kicking off next week on uh, One More Saturday Night. We'll do it. Well, I'll, I'll, right, I'm going to do a show. Yeah, I'm going to fly on home. All right. uh, but, yeah, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having and me. And I will see you next week. And we're doing a show, kids. Dark Interest Goth Radio is on your radio. Thanks again to uh, WZ for hanging out and doing his thing. And we are going to, the first hour, the first little bit is going to be a couple sets of brand new releases. Then we're going to get into some words of wisdom. And then speaking of aliens, it's funny we did all this. Uh, I've, this is already planned ahead of time, is that uh, the the second section of the show, the second half of the show, is uh, I'm doing a set from an Aliens, as in the movie franchise, Alien and Aliens, uh, themed compilation that came out called uh, They Mostly Come Out at Night. And uh, all the tracks on it are based around, like, you know, Alien and Aliens. So that's uh, that's going to be uh, come up in the second half of the show. Yeah, That was something I already planned before we even talked about this. So... Yeah, but to kick it off, uh, brand new releases uh, for the first half, so let's do that. Uh, this is Charm School, a track called Year of the Scorpion, kicking off the set. We'll knock on a set, come back, do some talking. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio, here we go.
Sun to uh, round up the first set tonight on the show. Dark Entries is uh, Goth Radio is on your radio. Start the show off with some stuff from Rasputin and live stuff from them from the album uh, a Radical Recital, the track called Sign of the Zodiac. And uh, to kick off the new releases set, uh, it was Charm School with a track called Year of the Scorpion. Night Drive after that with a track called Summer Waves. Midnight Psychic in there with a track called You Should Move On. And then uh, we had one called Earth. From a band called Her Absence, Fill the World, uh, with a track called Hit and Run. Uh, Girlfriends and Boyfriends in there, that's the name of the band, uh, with a track called Stephanie. And we just heard Ultrasun with Broken Monsters. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio, switch to listen to. I'm your DJD, and I'm uh, just checking out the uh, Facebook discussion that's going on. And um, yeah, some of the regulars, one of the regulars in there was talking about uh, the um, Halloween July show that's happening uh, at our bar. Actually, it's happening as we speak right now. Um, if you're not in the know, you should be in the know. Uh, for Halloween in July, so it happens. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we have it every year. I DJ it every year. Uh, it's always been only one night uh, only, but this year we're doing a little something different. So it was last night and tonight. 
Uh, my voice is a little bit shot right now from <laughs> from the shenanigans of last night. And um, way too many drinks and shots put in, in front of my face. Um, <clears throat> I was in rare form, as they say. So if you uh, if you didn't come out last night, you missed it. But uh, uh, we were, you know, because it's Halloween in July, we're sort of encouraging costumes. So I was in my Jason costume. I had my Jason mask on and all that sort of thing. So, um, um, and then I just realized I didn't play anything Friday the 13th theme, which I really should have. It would have been on brand. Uh, it didn't even occur to me to do that. Um, but it was a really good time. The bands were amazing. The bands were really, really fun. Um, I don't want to really want to single anybody out because they're really good, but um, I, I just kind of want to single out Elvis a little bit because I wasn't expecting them to do what they did. They uh, they did sort of a uh, a mashup of Metallica tracks mixed mixed in with the Bird is the Word. <laughs> they, I mean, they straight up. I got so excited because my favorite Metallica song is uh, is is for whom the bell tolls, and they just started up. I was like, oh oh crap, they're gonna cover from the bell tolls. I was getting so jazzed. And so they did the intro to it with the, bell, the bells and everything, and then it goes into the bird is the word. <laughs> and then somehow they worked that into one by Metallica. I was like, oh, man, they're bringing it back to Metallica. And uh, just just a little bit, just to give an F a tease. And then it's bird, the bird is the word again. <laughs> and then they came back around to, like, seek and destroy. And they just kept going back and forth to this one long extended track that was half bird is the word <laughs> and half random Metallica songs. <laughs> And uh, the perfect thing to do at that time of the night, because they were kind of late, they were like toward the end of the night after I had been well served. So uh, it was extra entertaining. So that was a uh, yeah, it was a good night all around. But uh, yeah, big shout out to like all the bands that played actually, um, and to all the promoters and Patty and Transonics and uh, Kevin and Gia and, and our bar and everybody involved in putting that whole thing together. And and big thanks to them for letting me DJ it. So that was that was a good night. Uh, I'm not DJing tonight's show obviously because I'm here, but. Um, but I will be making an appearance. So um, I'm going to wrap this up around 10 or 10.30, and then I'll be heading out there. So if you're around that, that time, you'll probably see me out there. I'm not, I don't know how late I'm going to stay. I'm just going to kind of hang out make an appearance and make the rounds and have a drink or two. Uh, and then i got to drive back to Greenville tonight, so that's my night. But, yeah, um, let's continue the show here. I've got another set of brand-new releases and then we're going to come back, we're going to make some announcements about shows coming to town, and we're going to talk about a little bit of horror, uh, some horror stuff I've been watching in the last few weeks, and um, and then we're going to have a Words of Wisdom, and then we're going to do a little alien set, and I think we're probably getting out of here, so that's the show. And your request, 803-576-9872, that's 803-576-WUSC. And uh, to kick off the next set, which like I said is also all new releases, is actually one of my most excited, uh, one of the albums I'm most excited about uh, for this year, um, this is a man. I'm so jazzed about this album. Every single thing on this album is absolutely fantastic. This is actually going to be at the top of my like best of 2023 playlist for sure. Because uh, you know, at the end of the year, I always do like a best of best of kind of uh, a few episodes. This is like top top playlist. Um, Cole Strange is the name of the band, and the album is called uh, Conjuring Feral Angels. Uh, you can't go wrong with a single track on this album, but they are a total throwback sound to stuff like UK Decay and especially like Play Dead. Um, just in the in the height of like that that sort of bad cave era, and uh, I'm really really digging it. The track is called "Slave to the Algorithm," which is exact which is about what is exactly what it sounds like it's about because we all are slaves to the stupid algorithm right now. But fantastic band, Colt Strange with what is one of my favorite albums in the entire world right now. Kicking off brand new set. Who set will come right back. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio. Here we go. 
The guy just wants to be left alone in peace. Aren't you going to take him in for questioning or anything? Just leave him alone. Norman Bates is back to normal. But Mother's off her rocker. Again. Norman, is that you? Yes, Mother. It's me. Bates Motel. Aside from total boredom, nothing's going to happen to you here. I can't have that sort of thing going on in my motel. Here's the place of bad name. To me. You remind me of someone. Mother! I figured Bates was a geek, but a full-fledged Looney Tune? Norman! I'll get you for this, Mother. You haven't got the guts, boy! It's perfectly natural for a son to love his mother.
kids and we're back and that was our second new release set of the night uh we're done with new releases now and that set we had uh some stuff from uh cult strange that's from uh one of my new favorite albums in the entire world <clears throat> cult strange from the album um conjuring feral angels which came out on march 3rd the track was called slave to the algorithm uh, i love their sound it's a major throwback to stuff like uk to k and play dead and things like that which is you know you guys know is pretty much my bread and butter um, the old Batcave sound is, is really where my dark little heart lives. Uh, Gloria Glazy Haze after that with a track called The Other Side. Susie Sabotage after that with Love at First Bite. Crush of Souls in there with a track called Play God. And what you just heard just now was Andy and Machino with a track called Surface Wound. And that does it for the new releases uh, part of the show tonight. Uh, I'm going to throw out some quick announcements and horror talk, and then we're going to take a break and come back with the words of wisdom. But uh, speaking of horror talk, in that set, you heard a little uh, trailer for uh, Psycho 3, and uh, I kind of was in that mood because I, I, I've been spending the last few weeks catching up on the, uh, the all the Psycho sequels. Of course, I've seen the original a million times. I've actually seen it on the big screen. Um, Fathom Events put it on a few years ago, which is really cool. I love Fathom Events. They, they, they're, they're really great for digging out uh, classics and things and putting them on the big screen, um, at, especially at Regal Theaters, which I, I go to. Around Halloween, they, they throw some good stuff out there. But I realized I'd never seen any of the sequels, and I've always wanted to. So I've been spending the last couple of weeks going back and watching them. I'm only up to the third one. Um, from what I understand, there's just a fourth one. And then there's like a little sort of spinoff movie, which I believe is called Bates Motel. that came out in the 90s. And then, of course, there's the Bates Motel series, TV series, which I actually have seen already. I'm not going to go back and rewatch that. But that was a lot of fun. That was good. But uh, as far as like parts two and three, which I've seen recently... Two was pretty interesting. I, I, it had Meg Tilly in it, which I, I didn't know she was in it until I saw it. And uh, I like her a lot. I didn't really know anything about her at all until I saw her in a, in a series called Bomb Girls. And this is kind of getting off the horror topic, but um, Bomb Girls is highly recommended. It's it's a Canadian show that um, takes place in the 40s around um, uh, a Bob munitions factory. And it's about um, women who are making bombs for the war. And it lasted two seasons, I want to say, maybe three, and then there was like a movie, there was like a spinoff movie, and then that was it. But I want there to be like six more seasons. Like uh, that show was fantastic. Uh, my favorite show was my favorite character was uh, called Betty, and she was the uh, the closeted lesbian of the group, and and she was just a, a total badass. Like Betty was just really super tough and cool and like, scrappy, and just you just kind of felt for her through the entire show. So, uh, and Meg Tilly's character was cool too. She was a little bit older at that point. She was she was sort of playing the den mother of the group. But, um, of course, obviously, she's the sister of uh, Jennifer Tilly. But, and they look quite a bit alike. And I've always thought that, like, they looked, especially her, they looked vaguely Asian, maybe. And so, just out of curiosity, I kind of, like, Wikipedia'd it. And sure enough, she's half Chinese, which kind of explains it. But, um, <clears throat> so that's something you kind of don't think about when you think about Jennifer Tilly. But, yeah, she's half Asian. Now, Meg Tilly's, like, an amazing actress. Everything I've seen her in is, is, is really great. And she does a great job in Psycho 2. And, the, but the thing about, <laughs> the thing about Psycho 2... <laughs> is that, um, <clears throat> you know, the premise of it is that Norman Bates has done his time, right, for all the stuff involved in the first movie, and he's been in, in prison and in mental hospital for years and years, and then is supposedly rehabilitated, and he gets out, and so he goes back to the same town. He takes over the hotel again, and he gets a day job at uh, a little side gig at a diner, uh, working in the kitchen and cooking food and everything and uh, with, with sharp knives. No one seems to either know or care. Like, half the people in the town don't realize, even know who he is. 
the fact that the infamous town serial killer, the thing your town is mostly known for, <laughs> just happens to be out and working in the diner. They don't even know who he is, or if they do, they couldn't care less. They're totally fine with a guy who savagely butchered a girl in the shower and killed several other people um, and had a weird relationship with his mother and did a lot of weird things with steak knives, uh, working in the kitchen and uh, just chopping up vegetables. They're, they're cool with that. They're totally fine. <laughs> Everyone in the town is just completely accepting of it. Like, no one seems... <laughs> With the exception of one guy. There's like one guy that has an issue. It's, it's kind of funny, but I'm sure that's going to work out fine. I'm sure There's not going to be a problem there. Then the third movie comes around, and uh, it's it's kind of the same di- same dynamic. Uh, there are some people who have some issues, but the sheriff of the town is really sticking up for him and, and going to bat for him and saying, just leave that guy alone. You know, he's fine. <clears throat> he's doing his thing. He's living up in the hotel. He's all right. Um, no issues here. Nothing to see here. I'm surely nothing bad could happen. I think you probably know how that goes, but yeah. Anyway, the third movie is actually quite a bit, pretty cool. I, I liked it. I, I like that it has a lot of. It was directed by Anthony Perkins, and he makes a real attempt to put a lot of throwback stuff in there to the original movie and, and recreate shots and little winks to the audience and things like that. So it's, it was it was a really kind of a, a third movie is kind of like a tribute to the first movie in a lot of ways. You know, it has you know a couple of genuinely creepy parts in it. And uh, Jeff Fahey is, is, is in it. He's, it's always good to see him show up. So, um, I, yeah. I, I, was wondering, I was wondering what happened to Jeff Fahey. He, he was a big deal. And it's like the horror scene, I guess, in the 90s. But I haven't seen him in anything in forever. He was just one of those guys you would just see around in, in a lot of movies. I'd see him in boxes at the video store. And it covers a lot of movies back then. So, uh, that's that's the horror uh, update for right now. I'm going to uh, give you a few announcements about uh, some events coming to town. And in the southeast in general, just to the Carolinas. And uh, we'll run down the quick list. It's basically similar to the list we did last week, only there's uh, one or two more things added to it. And then we'll get into uh, to Words of Wisdom. So um, tonight, actually, like I said, Gotham Night's happening in Art Bar with a slew of bands, and they're on the stage right now making the scene. Uh, I'll be out there as soon as the show's over. I'll be making an appearance, walking around a little bit. I might get a drink or two before I hit the road. Uh, but last night was a blast. I DJed that one. And, uh, yeah, definitely go out there if you can if you're in town in Columbia. Um, if you're not in Columbia, if you're in the Raleigh area tonight also, um, which I think it started about half an hour ago, uh, is a goth night at the Wicked Witch in Raleigh with uh, DJ Dies A Lot and DJ Valifor and DJ 20th Century Boy. That's all happening right now in Raleigh at uh, Wicked Witch. On the 27th, uh, which is coming up on Thursday, not all of you will be interested in this, but this is my kind of thing, uh, Sarah Squirm, which is her stage name, uh, you might know her as Sarah Sherman from Saturday Night Live, <clears throat> is uh, putting on a show in Atlanta at the Earl. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, she's one of my biggest celebrity crushes in the world. I've got a big, a big old, huge crush on Sarah Squirm. And Sarah Squirm is actually her um, her stage name for her stand-up gig. And it's a combination of uh, comedy and, like, severe body horror. So she's into a lot of horror and a lot of gore. She's a really cool chick. Uh, and I, I kind of am seriously thinking about going to this. I'm thinking about making that three-hour drive to Atlanta just to see her in a tiny club and potentially meet her. So that would be really cool. Um, even though I've got a crazy weekend next weekend, but uh, I might still try to do it after work. Um, on August 6th, uh, there's a, a goth night called Carpe Macabre, which is happening at Hooligans um, Live in Jacksonville, North Carolina, featuring DJ Wookie and DJ Dave Industry. Uh, August 11th is uh, an auction online. It's an entirely online. It's called the Dearly Departed Funerary Auction and Sale on Facebook Live, and it's pretty much what it sounds like. They're uh, auctioning off uh, funeral-type stuff. Um, August 12th is going to be uh, a show with also at the Wicked Witch in um, in Raleigh called Safe Word, 
And this is just a little blurb straight from the Facebook page about uh, what it's about. And I'm just going to read it straight off. It says, what are you into? An evening of fetish gear, uh, sex, music, liberation, and fun in a queer-centered but straight, cis-inclusive space. Uh, they've got a lot more to say about what this show actually is, in, is involved. But uh, you can read all that on their Facebook page. Uh, it's called Safe Word at the Wicked Witch on August 12th. September 9th is going to be the Mission uh, Chameleons UK and Theater of Hate at the Masquerade in Atlanta. I'm super, super jazzed about that. I can't wait for that one because I'm a big fan of all those, ba- all those bands. And uh, September 22nd is Modern English. The Modern English is going to be at the Radio Room in Greenville. That's my neck of the woods. So I'm going to try to make it to that. All right, that's your uh, concert sort of rundown of stuff happening in the Carolinas coming up. Uh, and that would pertain to this sort of crowd. We're going to take a quick break real quick, uh, come back and have our words of wisdom from Uncle Charlie, and we're going to knock out a quick little Aliens-themed set and then get the heck out of here and run out to the art bar. So that's that about that on that. And maybe I can squeeze in a request or two if you have them. 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WOC. You are listening to WOC 9.5 FM Columbia, broadcasting in HD1. For Dark Entries Goth Radio, I am DJD, your ghostly host with the most. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back and get up to more spookiness with uh, good old Uncle Charlie. That's all coming up right after this. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. What's your station ID? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Hi, this is Kim Deal from the Pixies. And you're listening to WUSC 90.5. Yes, I know his teeth is white as snow. What a gas it was to see him walk her every day into a Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side. And you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's this helmet thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Ouch! 
Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical, no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness or shape of body may be. Did you tell the women to do their witchy things? I said, if you're gonna do something, leave something witchy. Just like I would tell you, if you're gonna do something, do it well, and leave something with you. Leave a sign to let the world know that you were there. Have a good day.
by uh, Petals and Thorns. Friends of the show, Petals and Thorns, really cool group. Uh, and friends of mine, I, uh, I love those guys. And um, they're out of California. And before that, we had uh, some Incubus Sucubus classic stuff from them with a track called Witch Hunt. Uh, as we had uh, old Charlie talking about uh, leaving something witchy. And the underlying music, uh, Charlie, in case you were wondering, was uh, Soup Cliff Jungen. Uh, Ripper Victims 2, actually, was the name of the track. Uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio is on Eurasia. We only got a few more tracks left, and we're getting out of here. And they are all coming from and, uh, a really cool compilation from a group called Car- Darkness Calling. Uh, I've been playing some stuff with them lately, Darkness Calling. They're like a, kind of a collective uh, that puts out really solid uh, compilations that all have themes to them. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I did some stuff from um, the one that's based around Return of the Living Dead. And, uh, and then last week, I think it was last week, yeah, we did the one that was uh, called Wrapped in Plastic, which was based around uh, Twin Peaks. So uh, they do that kind of thing. And uh, speaking of Return of the Living Dead, that's getting remade. They're doing a remake of that, of all things. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I don't know that anyone's really asking for that. <laughs> That, that needs to be done, but if it can be done well, you know, and you can you can throw in sort of the obligatory like uh, you know Linnea Quigley cameo in there somewhere. Really doubt she's going to recreate a certain scene, uh, you know, in the graveyard. But uh, she, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to have her show up and some other folks, you know, from the movie show up in cameos. That'd be cool, um, and to kind of see what the, the the modern take of the uh, of the Tar Man would be now. You know, I don't. I just don't know that anybody needs this. I don't know why he's asking for it. It's, it's like when they remade um, Night of the, Le- the Demons. Sorry, Night of the Demons. It's like when they remade that. Like nobody needed that. <laughs> nobody was asking for that. That or the the thirty five different iterations of uh, Black Christmas that have happened. I think there's been like four remakes of that or something by now. Anyway, uh, yeah, just stop. And by the way, here side rant. Um, didn't mean to get off on this. It was just something that was kind of occupied my thoughts the other day. This has nothing to do with nothing. It's just kind of on my mind. I just want to get it out while I'm thinking about it. So speaking of, of sort of like Hollywood and, and, and lack of originality, I got a little bit of a mini rant about Tim Burton. Tim Burton used to be my guy. Like, like I was a huge, huge Tim Burton fan when I was a kid and a teenager. And I mean, we all were, you know. And I'm really jazzed about Beetlejuice 2, the fact that that's, ha- that's actually happening finally. I really wish that he would go into some old notebooks or go into the vault drag out some some sketches he did when he was, like, 15, and come up with some sort of original concept. He got into the habit a long time ago of just, like, every movie he does is an adaptation of a book, or it's a remake of a concept, or it's an existing property. Uh, it's something we've, you know, it's just a, a modernization of something that already existed. The best things that dude ever did outside of Batman, because it's still my favorite movie, aside from Batman, the best thing that the man ever did was original concepts, like things that he came up with on his own. Like, out of his own brain, he dreamt up Edward Scissorhands. And uh, Beetlejuice and, you know, Night Before Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Where's that, Tim? Where's the next Edward Scissorhands? Like, y- you got nothing else knocking around in that noggin? You got to do another Hollywood property that already exists? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. I know I'm ranting about that, but he's about to turn out a second Beetlejuice movie. But that's still, that's a sequel to, an, to a thing that he came up on his own. Come up with something, like, come up with another one of those while you still got time. Don't remake another novel or another movie or, you know. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean Wednesday was good, but still... You know, I, I loved it, but still, uh, you know, that was still a pre-existing thing. Uh, by the way, side rant to the side rant. <sighs> Sorry about all this, but it's, this is this is on my mind. I'm at uh, Halloween in July last night, right? My best friend in the entire world, Donna Purge, who you guys know for the show, because she comes in and she's, you know, the fan favorite. She says the words to me that I did not realize. We're sat there, and she says, I'm sorry that Christina Ricci's not coming to town. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? I'm sorry, what now? 
what, what what's happening? Because Christina Ricci is supposed to be at Comic-Con coming up uh, next month here in the town of Soda City of Columbia, South Carolina. So that, you know, of course, because the reason she's coming is because we're going to run away and, be, and, and you know, and, and be happily in love and, and married forever and ever and ever. Obviously, that's why she's coming to town, <laughs> to see me. And, uh, yeah, no, she canceled. Totally canceled. I mean, the one thing that I was looking forward to more than anything in the entire world uh, next month, uh, she's uh, not coming. Guess what? Canceled last year, too. Supposed to be here last year. Canceled then, too. She, like Donna said, she's turned into Morrissey. And so I had to walk away. You can ask her. If you ever see her, if you guys know her, ask her what happened when she when she told me that Christina Ricci canceled. <laughs> what happened was I literally, with the phone still sitting on the table, I walked away from the phone. I walked away from everything, and we were sat there. I left everything I had sitting on the table, and I just got up, and I walked outside. And I had to take a minute. <laughs> I had to go out in the rain and stand there and have a think and process that and then come back inside. <sighs> so that's that about that. All right, let's do uh, let's do a set. So this, uh, like I said, this uh, this set's coming up uh, from um, a compilation called "They Mostly Come at Night" from a, a really cool collective called Darkness Calling, and uh, the the comp itself is six or seven tracks long, uh, but I'm only going to play three. Um, I just kind of selected three that I particularly like. So that's what's going to happen to this, and then we're getting, and then we'll, we'll say goodbyes and we'll get out of here. So uh, to kick it off is coming from. Tomohiro and Sol Minarius, I think is what it's pronounced. And the track is called Alienation, um, appropriately enough. And that's going to kick off our little mini Aliens theme set. And then we're going to get out of here. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio. Here you go.
sacrifice. That this is where the chosen ones This is where the chosen ones were offered to the gods.
Hey, Bishop, man. Do the thing with the oh, knife. Oh, please. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right. All right. Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, what are you doing? Come on, quit messing around, Drake. Come on. Bishop? Hey, man. Do it, Bishop. Hey, not me, man. Yeah, you. Hey, come on, quit messing around. Don't move. Come on. Trust me. There's no 
kids that's gonna do it for the show uh that was the third track in our little aliens theme set from the uh compilation called they mostly come out at night um mostly uh from darkness calling a really cool collective uh that puts out really cool themed uh compilations from uh horror movies uh we and that's that we had uh tomi hara and soul marineris with a track on alienation uh schizophrenica with a track called serpent and we just heard Above the Snow Line with a track called The Android. And that's got that about that on that. And that's going to be the show. We're getting out of here. Um, you can catch me on all the socials at, at Dark Entries DJD. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram and on face, uh, Facebook, uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio, and possible other uh, social channels to come very soon. And I'm going to hopefully have tomorrow, uh, tonight's episode. And last week's episode uploaded to the podcast. Of course, that's at darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. There's a very good chance uh, you're listening to this show, this episode, in the future, right now, at that thing. That may be where you are. If so, hey, thanks. Thanks for uh, going to Podbean. Thanks for going to the podcast. Thanks for listening live. And thanks for uh, everybody who uh, chimed in and, and kept me uh, company on uh, on the socials on Facebook and uh, Twitter and uh, chimed in on the ongoing discussion. I appreciate that for all you regulars and irregulars. Uh, I'm going to run off to the night. I'm heading out to Art Bar for uh, how, the second night of Halloween in July, uh, which is kicking right now. should be in full swing. And uh, you'll see me out there in just a little bit. And uh, I'll see you next week, kids. Same bad time, same bad channel on 90.5 WSC-FM Columbia. And as always, keep it spooky. <laughs>